What is going on, everybody? This is Rick Adams. We got Jack Farris. He is back. Jack is back. This is J&R's Puck House. Jack, say what's going on to the people. What's up, listeners? Jack Farris here. What's going on, Rick? Good to be back with you guys. Uh, Jack ran into you know some travel issues last week, so I left Rick on his own, but uh, I'm back. I'm better than ever. I'm ready to go. Yeah, you had me a little bit worried there, Jack. I was, uh, you know, a little, little no notice. I was kind of worried. I thought I was gonna have to send out the SWAT team looking for you, sign it, file a missing persons report. You know, I was getting a little worried. No, no call, no text. You know, I was a little worried. So, um, glad you're back. You sent me a limo. That would have been a real, uh, yeah. Nice thing maybe, maybe one day. Maybe, maybe one day when this takes off, we'll see. Um, we got tons to talk about, Jack. I wanna, I wanna make this uh, nice and sweet here. We got, we got the free agency tomorrow at 12 p.m. starting. So in a full 24 hours, uh, you know, you know, it's 11:30 in the morning right now, July 12th. But tomorrow, um, we're gonna see some, uh, some ink on the paper. You know, uh, it's really exciting, really exciting. Um, I don't want to put, I don't want to touch on the draft too much. I just want to talk about how it's pretty crazy how Shane Wright went to went forth to Seattle, but that's great. Maybe he'll be the face of the franchise, and we'll see. Maybe he'll be in the history books there as long as he, uh, you know, pans out and everything. It's just uh, a little crazy to me, but all good. Hey, all good. Based off team needs, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I, I think as far as the draft goes, like you said, Rick, we don't need to spend a ton of time on it. All our listeners probably already watched it or right. seen what happened obviously right and we're not going to pretend to sit here and be scouts and experts on no. these kids right so no. um I, I will say i was a little i wasn't like too surprised it took slavkovsky first i thought they were going shane right that was obviously my pick if you guys listen to my mock draft um but you know reading up on this kid a little more he's big he's a big winger big mm -hmm. power forward skates well um, big strong kid and Montreal does need some size and obviously Kent Hughes and their scouting staff thought that this was the best option best player available so that's what they went with and they also already had the deal in place for Doc I'm right. sure at, with Chicago and they knew that so they knew they were getting a centerman right right in Doc so they liked Slavkovsky better that's what it came down to and you know I was thinking hey that it may everything happens for a reason I'm a big believer in that so Slavkovsky might do great in Montreal. Who knows? It might work out great for Shane Wright in Seattle. Right. Way less pressure. I'm sure he'll play pretty soon because they're not – it's not like Seattle's stacked with players that are going to be in his way. So yeah, he'll get a chance exactly. to play. Exactly. And uh, listen, the media pressure in Seattle is a lot less than Montreal, that's for sure. No doubt about it. Listen, you brought up Kirby Dak. What do you think of those trades going on to bring it going to Ottawa? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the breakout was like the first one that came about, and that was the big one, obviously. Um, I think it's a tough one. I'm like kind of, I'm not really sure what Chicago's doing. It seems like Chicago doesn't, they don't want anyone. Whether you're young, you're, you're old, you're in, in between, they're just getting rid of literally everyone. They're tearing clean, it down clean to the studs. House. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chicago's tearing it down to the studs. And, uh, you know, I think they don't want to pay to break it. I think after this season um, coming up, his qualifying offer I read is about like nine million or maybe a little more, and the guy does score a ton of goals. But obviously, they don't want to pay him that long term. Right? And who knows? Right. Maybe Debrinket doesn't want to be in Chicago long term if they're going to stink for three, four years or longer. Who I knows? don't blame him. So, um, I don't know if he stays in Ottawa. You know, they're they're going to have his rights. He's going to be a restricted free agent after the season. So, you know, Ottawa does have some nice young pieces there. So. I like it from Ottawa's perspective. I respect Ottawa. They're being aggressive. They're like, hey, we want to play with the big boys. We want to be one of the big Canadian teams. We're going to add a big goal scorer. We want to make a push at the playoffs here. We've been oh, rebuilding yeah. for a few years. So I do like the aggressiveness from Ottawa, and I can see why they did it. 
Um, I think Chicago may have rushed it a little bit. They probably could have waited and, and gotten more for it to break it. There was no rush. This kid was there. You know, he's property of Chicago, and he was still under contract for another year and going to be a restricted free agent after that. But, you know, everyone's got the reasons, and the market the market was set, and there's only so, so many teams could afford to pay to bring it. Absolutely. And that are going to be willing to give up a high pick for him. And Ottawa was obviously uh, the best option for them. So Yeah. Yeah, definitely like a dark horse. I didn't really think – I didn't link him going there at all. I didn't ever – it wasn't on my radar at all. Um, I think it's a good fit. Um, and like you said, I like the aggressiveness. So we'll see how that pans out. I think it will be a good fit. I think that may be a little bit, uh, you know, maybe with that offensive, uh, that Ottawa's offense firepower, you know, a good addition. Maybe that's what they're missing. Who's, who knows? We'll see. Um, I like, you know, it's funny. I want to bring up the trade, uh, that trade going to Ottawa. What, what do you think about the trade of uh, <coughs> the Islanders trading the 13th overall pick to Montreal, right? And they got Alexei Romanov. At first, um, if, if you heard, listeners, if you heard last episode, I was saying not a fan, not a fan, not a fan. But the more I looked into it, I uh, I actually like this kid. I like the I like the style he plays. I actually do. I and to be fair, I didn't know much about him. I watched a few clips from him, just from oh, you know, check this big head out. You know, it's cool. But um, you know, listen, I don't follow Montreal. I mean, I had no reason following a a twenty two year old defenseman on Montreal. I just you know wasn't wasn't on my mind. It it wasn't. It was an under the radar player. Um, I think they fill a need, and maybe they make a splash in free agency. What what do you, what do you think, Jack? Uh, yeah, I think it, it kind of a smart move by Lou here. I mean, this guy. Look, I think Lou's trying his best to to replace the losses of Devin Tays, and that's not going to be easy to do. But do I think he's an upgrade over Andy Green or Zdeno Chara on yes. the left side? Of course I do. Of you know? course, yep. I don't think this guy's the fastest skater. He's no... Right. I, it sounds stupid to even say. He's no Kel McCarr, obviously. He's right. Not, he's not right. even Devin Tays. But he's still young. He still has upside. So um, he's he seems like he's a fairly big kid. Like, he's not huge, but, like, he could play a little, like, aggressive. He could play, you know, a rugged game and... um He's not a bad skater. He doesn't have a bad shot. I, I think it's an upgrade. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with his contract. Lou probably bridge him. I'm guessing maybe a two, three year deal or something like that. But right, you know, he's still young. He has upside. He could definitely turn into a good player. And the only thing I could think of with Montreal getting rid of him is just maybe they didn't come to terms on a contract. He didn't really fit into their system. Right. Um, and you know, maybe Montreal has young defensemen that they believe in that they'd rather put in his spot. And, uh, you know, Montreal used that pick, I believe, to go and get Kirby Doc, which, you know, is another big right. trade that happened. Exactly. On, but, uh, yeah, you got to give up something to get something good, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, we'll see how he pans out with the Islanders, you know? I mean, like I said, it's an upgrade over Chara. So, this. Um, yeah. Listen, I, uh, I, I hated it at first, but now I think I like it. We'll see what happens. Uh, Montreal fans are a little bit uh, upset that they let him go. So, that does say something. So I guess that's a good sign for the New York Islanders. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, the last time the I mean the uh, Montreal Canadiens gave up a young Russian defenseman and Sergachev, you've seen what he did in Tampa. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're they're saying it's Sergachev all over again. So we'll see. Um, that would be good for the Islanders. So we'll we'll definitely see how that goes. Um, what um, what do you want to talk about, Jack? We got so much to talk about. We're you know take the lead here. Take well, the wheel. All right. Yeah, we got we got a few a few other trades that went down. Um. Rick, if I missed any, let me know. But obviously, we got. Uh, I'll start off my boy Tony D'Angelo going to yeah. Philly from Carolina. Oh yeah, 
took, took me off guard a little bit. I, he had such a good year at Carolina. I thought they were going to keep him. Um, only thing I could think of is maybe they're going after John Klingberg and they just didn't want to pay Tony like a long-term big money deal. That's the only thing I could think True. of, obviously. Uh, that, you know, um, they have other plans. I heard Rod Brendamore really liked him. Um, you know, I heard he fit in well there. And obviously the numbers show he did great. He had put up great numbers, played really good on a pairing with Slavin. Yeah, um, had over 50 points. But look, the kids, he, was, he grew up a Flyers fan. He's from the Philly area. Right. And right. he probably seen it as an opportunity. All right, well, if Carolina's not going to pay me, let me go and, and get what I could get. And I'll go back home to Philly, get a sure. two-year deal. And if he has two good years in Philly, he'll, he'll probably sign a big long-term contract. I really thought after this year of proving that he's, you know, it's his second year now that he proved he was really good. You know, he had a real good year with the Rangers, and then he had the year um, where he was bought out and whole fiasco happened with Georgiev and all that BS, and uh, he sat out most of that year right after COVID, and then he was bought out. But then he went to Carolina and proved that he's a, a legit player, right? And shot puck moving D-man, but uh, absolutely, we'll see. You know, I hope he. I think he'll fit in good in Philly. I don't know if he necessarily so have the firepower up front that Carolina did. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, look, I, I do think it's a little bizarre when you go on, like, Twitter and stuff like that and see these, like, reporters, like, <laughs> talking about how that they can't stand him because he's got bad character because he basically just because the guy likes Trump and he's a, you know, he was a big Trump supporter and he was kind of loud about that on Twitter when he had Twitter and all that stuff. And uh, I, to me, that's just so bizarre to me. They act like this guy did something so terrible because he was, yeah. like, 18 and said something stupid. But whatever we're not gonna spend too much time on that that's just my two cents i think it's a little crazy yeah i um, think um i think it's gonna be a good fit with him in philly uh given the fact that tortorella is the coach now and people will complain or, or, or have negative things to say it's too too you know crazy crazy players crazy you know quote-unquote crazy-minded players uh uh, you know, per people, I should say, because Cordero's not a player, he's a coach, but, you know, you know, crazy, crazy gentlemen that are going to go at it on the bench and whatnot. No, I, I don't think so. I think they're going to feed off each other because they're such high-strong people and, and high-motor, high-energy, you know. I think they just, they, they play with passion. They want to win. So, you know, they're really into it. This is this is the elite level, so this is what it is, you know. I think it is going to be a good fit. I think they're going to mesh well. I think, uh, I think whatever, you know, Torts tries to, uh, you know, you know, say and, and, and want people to do, I think Tony D'Angelo will, will be able to definitely translate it onto the ice. I think that's going to be a good fit for him. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, at the end of the day, he's a professional hockey player. Right. Tortorella is a uh, professional coach. I actually watched Tortorella's interview about going to Philly, and he even said himself, I, I'm not necessarily going to change my ways. I have my certain coaching style. Right, everybody has their method. play within my right. system. But he's like, I understand that I've made mistakes in the past and maybe there's certain players that I didn't let them play to their strong suits. So, look, like, Tony D's a competitive guy. He'll buy into Torch's system. He'll play the way Torch wants him to play. Right. And I'm sure Torch is smart enough to know, like, hey, let this guy fly a little bit offensively because that's his strong that's, – right. that's his strongest asset, his offense, right? He's an offensive defenseman and he plays with some edge. And I, I like the way he plays, you know what I'm saying? So I think he fits in – Real well with Philly. He plays with some edge. He's pretty tough. He moves puck well. He's going to quarterback their power play. Um, I think it's a good move. And like I said, two more years, he could probably cash in. All of his teammates, including Kevin Hayes, ex-Ranger that he played with, vouched for him, talked about how he was a great teammate and all this stuff. So I don't want to hear it that these uh, these morons <laughs> on Twitter that don't even know him are giving him crap. You know? Oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm done defending him. I, I put my two cents in. But yeah. that's all I'm going to say there. 
listen, another trade, another trade, uh, we can touch on this briefly, uh, is Alexander Gorgiev going to the Colorado Avalanche. What do you think of that, Jack? I think that's, um, I, I, I was saying, I, I didn't think that Gorgiev would be on the Avalanche's radar. I know we have the situation with Darcy Kemper, they, you know, he's going to test free agency because he wants too much and whatnot, but what, what do you think? I mean, I just didn't think Gorgiev would be on their ra- radar given the, you know, the, the shaky season he had. What do you, what do you think though, Jack? Well, look, I wasn't the biggest Alexander Gorgiev fan for the Rangers, but look, sure could push them out of that net. He, he definitely had some oh, rough of games, course. but I think what Sackick is doing is betting that some of that was psychological. I mean, Georgiev did show some strong flashes for the Rangers uh, in the past, especially before Shashirk. I mean, he's come in and played some good games for them in the past. Uh, he's definitely been inconsistent, but he's still young, and I think Sackick is betting on him you know, being motivated and turning it around and, and getting more of a shot to play here. And I think Colorado's such a good team that he doesn't really have to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if he if he lets in one weak goal, like, Colorado might be able to get it right back. You know what I mean? I, I think that their goal, Colorado might be the type of team, if they keep the whole band together, so to speak, they, they could kind of have True. A, not an elite, elite goalie. I think they could get away with it. I think they might be that good. That's true. Um you know, you see these teams, obviously, like Tampa, that have an elite goalie in Vasilevsky. But, uh, you know, I can't really think of a team off the top of my head that didn't have a top-tier elite goalie but just had such a sick offense and defense that it made up for it. Right. But yeah, I think true. Colorado may be the team that can do that. And, uh, you know, Sackett's betting on Georgiev, and it's, it, he costs a lot less than if he went and tried to re-sign Kemper or Jack Campbell or one of these goalies that's on the market. It's obviously uh, right. going to cost them a lot more money and, you know, cap space for Colorado's uh you know there's only so much they could throw around they got to think about extending McKinnon next summer so that's their main priority and they got to be careful with that absolutely absolutely hence why uh looks like Kemper is leaving and then along with uh Kadri so you know they had to make room for their for their for their young centerman um another trade Matt Murray to Toronto uh hopefully that revitalizes his career um crazy that you know two-time back-to-back Stanley Cup champ winner with the Pittsburgh Penguins, just, you know, goes to Ottawa and just uh, completely, you know, just, just fell the fa- fell off the face of the earth, really, honestly. I hate to say that, but, um, you know, the guy was good when he when he was good. You know, he really was. He really, he really, he really was very good. So, hopefully that's a revitalization in his career. Maybe, maybe, maybe to, you'll see Toronto make, make it past the first round. Who knows? Who knows? What do you think of that? Yeah, I think Kyle Dubas was, is familiar with him, um, and that's one of the reasons he was willing to acquire him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think he could definitely turn his career around for sure, and I'm sure Toronto did the due diligence and researched everything about Murray and his health situation and all that stuff. And uh, they didn't get – they actually – it seemed like they got a sweetener. They got, like, a pick for taking him on in his contract from Ottawa. Right. So Ottawa didn't even get anything back for him. So right. uh, you'd have to give up any assets. And I'm guessing they liked Jack Campbell they weren't able to get him done. Maybe they just see that he's going to get more money on, on free agency tomorrow from a different team. And they're like, hey, let's get out in front of this and, and make a deal and get Murray and just bet on Murray and bet on him turning his career around, you know? Right, right. Um, yeah, but listen, we'll see what happens. Uh, while we're on goalies here, I want to talk about Mr. Darcy Kemper. Um, there's three goalies I'm going to mention and my two landing spots for uh, for Darcy Kemper here. 
I have him going either to the Capitals or the Oilers. Oilers because he's from Saskatoon, which is five hours away from Edmonton. Uh, people will say, oh, it's not just outside and whatnot. But you know what? It's one hour flight away. That's all I have to say. Number two, um, the reason is because it's home. It's that simple. Um, he, pro- my, he probably grew up either an Edmonton Oilers fan or a Calgary fan. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know him personally, but that's my take there. I just don't see why he wouldn't, given the fact that he could go play with Connor McDavid. But also, I think the Caps are going to be heavily involved with getting uh, Darcy Kemper due to the fact that they traded, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, Vitek Vanacek to the New Jersey Devils, which I do like that move for the Devils. I like I like what they did there. And then you got um, the Caps not uh, qualifying for Ilya Samsonov. So... It's going to be, it's definitely looks like they're going to make a splash for either Darcy Kemper or even Jack Campbell. So, um, that's my take. I really don't see Darcy Kemper not go with any of those teams. I think it's going to be the Capitals or the Oilers. But what do you think, Jack? Um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I Ever since you actually told me that Kemper was a Saskatoon guy, that going to Edmonton for him actually makes more sense. And I'm sure the allure of playing with McDavid and Dreisaitl right. is alluring, right? I mean, they're, they're generational talents, especially McDavid. Um, and you've seen that Edmonton made a real push last year in the playoffs. And I think if they had a better goalie, they might have gotten past that round. So, uh, you know, it's possible. Who knows? But I think that's their main... Uh, their main weak point right now is for years they haven't had a, a very good goalie and I think adding Kemper could definitely be one of the things that puts them over the edge if they add Kemper and they add maybe a, another defenseman to kind of solidify their blue line I think you could see Edmonton really make noise next year for sure um Capitals yeah they let Samson off walk they didn't qualify him which I thought was kind of strange but they yeah, obviously have too. plans right, so I right. I could see Jack Campbell going to Washington, to be honest. I mean, he's he's a American-born kid. He's from Michigan. So I I think, you know, I don't know which guy will cost more money. They'll probably be pretty equivalent as far as cap hit goes. But uh, I could see it going either way, like you said. Um, you know, it's probably going to come down to money in term. But, yeah, th- those two teams definitely make sense for Campbell and Kemper. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm really excited to see what happens. Um, we're going to know tomorrow, 12 o'clock p.m., uh, maybe we'll know right away where everybody signs. I know it'll take a couple hours. Some guys like to sleep on it for a day or two, but we'll see, folks. Um, next Real up, quick on goalies, Rick. Go, too, I go. Just to mention, go ahead. I wanted to mention uh, Billy Huso. Detroit sends a third-round pick right. to St. Louis. Right. They get Billy Huso. Um, I'm guessing this is more of a cap move for St. Louis because they probably realized they couldn't re-sign him because then Detroit signs him three years, 4.750. Um, I think it's a smart move by Eiserman. I think Huso so, looks too. like he's got some upside, and um, no, they're going to be rolling with Huso and Delkovich and Nets, so yeah, maybe, Huso maybe they might fix wind up being year. better. They uh, right. maybe move on from Delkovich, you know. Right, right, absolutely. No, that's, a, that's a definitely a key move that we did forget to mention. Good thing we mentioned it. Thank you, Jack. Um, yeah, I like that fit for Detroit. I, like you said, I think Yarzman definitely knows what he's doing. Um, clearly he does, uh, hence why he's in that position and, and made some good picks over the years. But, um, yeah, no, maybe that fills that backup role and then he takes over. So, we'll see. Um, one thing I wanted to mention also where we were talking about Colorado before is Nachuskin getting his payday. Um, I think he got a little bit overpaid, but may, I know we talked about it. Maybe maybe not the number, but I think the extension, the yearly extension is a little crazy. But um, what are your thoughts about that, Jack? 
Yeah, I, that's kind of my thoughts too. Like, I figured he was probably going to get around five and a half million or something a season. So it came in a little higher. The term is a little crazy. Like, I think if it was eight years at five million, it would be more palatable, you know? Right. But um, yeah, it's a little, it's a little higher and a little longer in term than I thought. I think he's twenty seven years old. So I mean, he's still definitely got some good years in his prime. But um, they obviously really like him, and I'm sure that players and coaching staff vouch that, hey, we kind of need this guy. And uh, I think, I don't think they're going to be able to keep Kadri. So they want to keep some of these guys they want to cup with. Right. And uh, he's a big physical winger. And when he's playing with guys like McKinnon, he could definitely score. He scored some big goals in the playoffs too. So um, they believe in him. You know, if they didn't believe in him, they wouldn't be giving him that contract. Right. No, right, well said. It's true. They definitely believe in him that exactly. So they kind of hit the, they hit the nail on that head there with that one um yeah we'll see how he does i mean i mean i know you were mentioning that he's playing with top players and stuff like that so when he gels good with it, on a line with mckinnon and stuff so as long as he keeps producing you know he'll look like a genius who knows he might sign he might, he might score fucking 30 goals and he looks like a genius you know um so we'll see um well, one thing i want to touch on quick real quick is philippe forsberg re-signing for eight years i think at eight and a half million um honestly i really never had any landing spots for him I was thinking, oh, I'll come to the Islanders, but you know what? I don't know how that would fit. I don't know what the, you know, I don't, I don't follow Philippe Forsberg religiously. I know he's a good, skilled player, two-way guy. He's got a good shot, righty, but um, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know how it would pan out. So, I think it's good. I think it's a good fit for for Nashville since he's been there and all that stuff. But um, who knows? Who knows? I mean, listen, Nashville still has some space after signing him. So who knows if they get another another forward? I, I know they I know they acquired Ryan McDonough. Um, they kind of got a good acquisition there with Ryan McDonough on the back end there. Um, do you think they make a splash at John Klingberg? You know who knows? Um, I, I again I I really couldn't see Philip Forsberg Philip Forsberg playing anywhere else. Um, not not that it would be a crazy thing. I just I think he fits that system so well. But um, what do you think? Yeah, I I think I think his deep down he probably wants to stay in Nashville. And I've said right. it before, I'll say it again. Nashville's a nice city. I've been there. It's a cool city. Good weather. Uh, good tax situation. Good ownership. The fans are great. They you know they love the sport there. Um, and that was the only place he was going to get eight years too. Keep that in mind. So. I think it was just a matter of getting the money done. You know, you never know. Maybe Dave Poyle, the GM of Nashville, is trying to get him to sign for $8 million by eight, you know, trying to save a little money on the cap, right? Can't blame him. But uh, it's always a negotiation between the player and the GM and agent. Of course. So, of course. Uh, yeah, look, Nashville's going to be competitive for, a, you know, for sure. For definitely a few more years. Forsberg's a good player. They had to They had to keep him, I'm sure. They had to. Someone would have offered him big money, but, like, where was he really going to go? And I'm sure he likes Nashville. And wanted to stay there, so it was just a right. matter of getting it done. So I'm not surprised they got it done. Right, exactly. You mentioned their their blue line. They added McDonough in the uh, in the trade with Tampa. Um, I mean, you we we spoke about Klingberg. I, I could really, I could honestly see Klingberg going there, and it's kind of exactly what they need. And I actually did a little research, did my homework a little bit on the cap before we did this podcast. And Nashville's got about a little over nine point six million in cap space, and they don't have any pending RFAs that they really got to take care of besides um, they got Nick cousins and David Riddich that are expiring. So they're either not going to keep those guys or if they do, it's not going to cost them a lot of money. So right. they really could make a push for Klingberg. 
you know, I don't know what Klingberg's asking for. I'm sure seven, seven and a half million, but I could totally see him fitting in in Nashville. And they'd have one hell of a blue line if they had a Klingberg. Absolutely. Then you got Yossi and Klingberg and McDonough and Ekholm and, you know, that's, yeah. a, that's a nice blue line. No, absolutely. Totally agreed. We'll see what happens. Um, listen, re-signing of Adrian Kemp, four years in L.A., under-the-radar player, underrated, 30-goal scorer. I love him. I drafted him in my fantasy league. I think it's a great fit. Do not count L.A. out. Do not count L.A. out. I've been saying it. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, I agree, Rick. You can't, you can't count out L.A. I totally agree. Um, they have some nice pieces. They added Fiala. Um, I think Cal Peterson, their goalie, is is due for like a, a bounce-back year because I do think he's got some potential. He's still pretty young. Um, they have some nice pieces. I'm just curious to see if like they mix in, like they, they give Quentin Byfield more of a shot. Maybe he's in the lineup a lot next year or Alex Turcotte, one of their young right. prospects. Um, but look, they added Fiala, they added Arvidsson last year. Uh, maybe they still do something in free agency. They have some cap space. I actually don't think they have like a ton of cap space, but they have enough to do something. So we'll see what happens. Philip Deneau is a nice player and awesome defensively, definitely underrated. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, if LA could do something, maybe like solidify their blue line a little bit, I could definitely see them making a push and, and getting into the, the playoffs, you know, for sure. Uh, I think you're right about that. I like Kemp by a lot. He's an underrated player. He's like a Swiss Army knife. Good yeah. skater, scores goals, quick to kill penalties too. Like he's he's a good player. A lot of pretty much any team would have wanted him. So yeah, LA's lucky they got him done. Absolutely. Um, I'm real, sure it's nice living in Manhattan Beach too. That helps. You know? Yeah, yeah. Listen, let's let's run through these uh, these free agencies. The top guys. Before we get into the top guys, a guy I want to mention is Sonny Milano. Um, the Ducks not qualifying, not signing, not not doing anything. So I think it's a little crazy given the fact that he would – I don't think he would request a lot of money. You know, I don't think it would be anything crazy. And the fact is that um, he played so well with Zegris. They really meshed. They really – you know, those were the guys. You know, him, Tre- Milano, he's a skilled guy. Uh, even playing with Ter- Toy, uh, Troy Terry there. So I was a little surprised at this, but maybe, you know, maybe they just got something up their sleeve and maybe it doesn't fit their play. I, I, I'm not sure. Really not sure what Anaheim's doing with that one, but I know they have tons of cap space, so I don't think that, you know, it was a money thing. So who knows? Who knows what's going on? But um, I would love to see the New York Islanders sign him. Um, he's from the island. I think uh, he, I'm pretty sure he grew up an Islander fan, season ticket holder, his parents were and whatnot, so... Um, that doesn't mean everything, but I, it means a little bit, but we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, I just wanted to throw that out there. It's, uh, two, two guys I want the Islanders to sign is, is Sonny Milano and, and Burakovsky. If they don't make a big splash at somebody like Kadri or, or Johnny Gaudreau. I like it. I like Milano. He's skilled. Um, kind of weird that I didn't qualify because they have cap base and they're young. Um, so but I don't know. I mean, I think that maybe the concern with Milano is a little bit one-dimensional. He's very skilled. Very true. Very yeah. true. Right. But, like, I don't guy that's going to come in in the playoffs and block shots and hit guys and kill penalties and score the big clutch goal and get in front of the net and get greasy. Like, he's skilled. That's why like, him and Zegers, like, did some cool stuff because they're both skilled. And, you know, I feel weird even picking apart anyone's game because I've never played at a high level. I'm not a coach or a scout or anything. I'm just basing it off of what I read. But, right. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, um, 
we'll see what happens with that. You know, that's that's. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on Milano. He is, no, that would no. be cool to see him come to Long Island. What a Long Island name, by the way, Sonny Milano. Right? Oh yeah, but oh, uh, yeah. look, the kid's skilled. I'm sure if he played next to Barzell, he would do great. So uh, I'm sure if, if if you're him, he'd probably love to come home to Long Island. And if he lives in Nassau County or wherever he lives, even Suffolk County, like nice short drive to uh, to the to the rink and everything like that. And you you know, I'm sure it'd be a nice lifestyle. Hell yeah. But just to jump off Milano quick, let's run through the top three agents. Obviously, we've got Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau. That's probably that's the biggest one, in my opinion. Um, I've heard Philly. He's from Philly. He grew up a Flyers fan. I don't think Philly really has the cap space for him unless they start making moves. Right. Um, I did get the tweet from Elliot Friedman. They're buying out Oscar Lindblom, which is going to give them $3 million in cap space. Wow. So watch for Philly. Because I don't think they do that unless they have something in, in right, mind. Something they have lined something up. planned. Right. So if they buy out Lindblom and trade Van Riemsdyk, they're they're going after Gaudreau because they know he wants to be there. Um, the guy had 115 points last season. I mean, those players don't grow on trees. So exactly. Even though I'm sure they like Lindblom and they like Van Riemsdyk, you, if you have to trade a few players to make room for a superstar like that, you do it. Um, so now that I'm seeing this kind of start to happen, I'm leaning more towards Philly. Other teams I thought about were potentially Nashville. They probably, since they have some cash space, they probably could offer them a decent contract and it's a nice place to live and still sort of on the East Coast. It's a lot closer to home than Calgary. Right. Um, maybe Boston, because they have so much LTIR cap right now with all the injuries and he played Boston College and Boston's pretty close to Philly. I think the Islanders would go after him. Your New York Islanders, Rick. I, yeah. I could see the Islanders making a push for him. See what Lou does. Uh, if he wants to play there, I don't know. I mean, Gaudreau and Barzell would be a hell of a line. Um, we'll see. I mean, I think in his heart, I don't know Johnny Gaudreau. I don't talk to him, but I would imagine he probably wants to go to Philly. Right. Not only because he's from there, but his boy Kevin Hayes, he played at Boston College, but plays there too. Right. So there's a lot of reasons for him to want to be in Philly. Right. Yeah, I know. You know, listen, I think uh, I think the Islanders are going to be heavily invested in trying to get him. I heard that. I saw that. Um, I, I think I would I wouldn't count out the Carolina Hurricanes going after him. I think uh, I think just due to the fact that uh, they got the cap and it would be a good addition. I know they're going to let Nino Niederreiter walk or test free agency and whatnot, become a, you, you mean, Trocek, a UFA yeah, yeah. And, and Trocheck. Yeah, right. So, you know, we'll see how that works out. We'll see how that pans out. I uh I think you mentioned it. If he wanted to stay in Calgary, he would have signed already. I think. Um, I know players like to like to, you know, see what their options are. But I think if he really wanted to stay, he would have he would have just made it made it, uh, you know, made it clear and and signed and whatnot. So we'll see. Um, I don't want to spend too many time too much time on one player and whatnot. I mean, there, you could you could we could we could talk about uh, each player for a half hour. So I, I we we can't do that today. I wish we could. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens, folks. I I honestly think uh, I think now that you told me about the Philadelphia Flyers making that room that three million, maybe you see Van Riemsdyk get traded. I know he has a, uh, a no movement clause and whatnot, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, That's well, also an interesting move too. Yeah, where's Van Riemsdyk go? Because you could see, I mean, he's got a pretty big cap hit, but the guy still could score goals. I mean, wherever he goes, especially like a playoff team, I mean, maybe maybe he goes to the Islanders. You know, maybe, maybe maybe if Lou can't land Barzell, maybe he trades Van Riemsdyk to to the Islanders for like a, a nice return. You know, maybe the Islanders don't got to pay much for him, and they add another twenty five goals for it to their 
up roster, you know? Right, right. No, that would be, that'd be, uh, definitely be interesting how that plays out. It's maybe, maybe, uh, hey, maybe it does. Maybe, maybe it does happen. Um, all right, let's talk about Evgeny Malkin real quick. Real quick. Um, Penguins letting him go, letting him test. Well, letting, letting him, let, he's letting him play. Let him play with the boys, right? So, a lot of teams are going to be interested, I think. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy year yearly-wise. Um, you know, you, like an extension, like fucking eight years or something. A, a, a ter- I don't think it's going to be anything a term like that. I know that's what Malkin wants. Malkin's looking for like five to eight years at like six to eight million. I, I think that's a little crazy. Um, I could see him signing somewhere for like five million. Um, maybe, maybe top six as long as the... Uh, as long as a team could afford him, um, I think he goes west. I really do. I could see him on the Blues. I could see him on LA, and then somebody ha- on LA has him move to the wing. Uh, not hit move Malkin to the wing. Move one of their centers to the wing. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough to to picture Malkin on another team since this will be the first time he ever tested free agency. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of at like a standstill with this one just due to the fact that it's Evgeny Malkin, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to picture Malkin in any other sweater besides the Penguins, right? It's kind of weird. But um, I I think a lot of it with Malkin is not even money, in my opinion. I, I don't talk to Malkin, so I'm not saying that as if I know. But I, I don't know if it's really about money. He's made so much money. I think it's more like an ego thing. And I think he's seen that, that Pittsburgh made um, Brian Rust and Chris Letang their priorities and paid them long-term. And they kind of made Malkin wait. Maybe they're not offering Malkin what he wants. And maybe they said to him, like, hey, we don't think you're the player that you used to be or injured a lot, whatever it may be. Right. It's an ego thing. Like I said, I, I, was, I was telling you that before. Like I, I could see him like maybe being the type of guy that, takes like i don't know about this because you know, the athletes want to make money but it depends on what type of guy he is i'm sure he's loaded already but you don't think it's it's crazy to think that like he would just be like i'll take a million bucks and sign in tampa maybe i don't know for one year you know what i mean i know it sounds crazy because he could probably get like 20 million from like anaheim or, or something like that but like I just think it's a possibility if it's an ego thing and he wants to win and he wants to go play with like Kucherov and Vasilevsky and Sergachev and all those guys. And I don't know. It's tough to say. People even throughout the, throughout Washington, people are saying Washington because Baxter is going to be hurt all year with the hip injury, the hip surgery he had. So, um, I imagine him going to Washington. Yeah, that's true. Teams, you know, that's crazy. That, um, but I, I, it's tough to tell. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't want to like judge teams here because, I mean, I would love uh, me personally. I think St. Louis is cool, and I, I would love to play there. But I just don't see Malkin will go in there. I think if Malkin goes anywhere, it's he's going to resign in Pitt, or he's going to go to like a, a a nice city, whether it's in California or Florida. Um, right. You know what I mean? I, I just yeah. feel like that's for his style. Listen, I. Uh... I even have Anaheim written down here just due to the fact maybe they, they try and replace uh, Ryan Getzlov for a little bit, you know, for another another year or two, whatever Malkin got left in the tank. Um, it's yeah. going to come down to Malkin, too. Does he, how much does he care about winning another cup? Because if it's, right. if it's about money and lifestyle, he could probably go sign a nice contract in Anaheim and live by the water in Newport Beach and enjoy life. 
but if you really wants to win another cup, he could take less money, and maybe he goes to Colorado. Look, they can't. Colorado can't afford Kadri because Kadri's asking for like eight million or whatever he's asking for. What if he goes to Colorado and says, "All right, give me three million, and I'll play on, on the second line under McKinnon." You know, right, right. Colorado is not exactly a, a, a oceanfront beautiful city, but it's, I'm sure it's cool, and that's a city you can win in for sure. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, it's going to be interesting where Malkin lands. Um, I, you mentioned the Capitals. I think that would be a great fit for him, actually. That would be a good, good fit. I don't know their current cap situation, but that would be a great fit. Um, listen, I want to dive into this player real quick before I bring up this next big name, Andrew Kopp. I'm seeing that the Rangers are most likely not to re-sign him. Um, yeah, I like him a lot, too, honestly. Yeah, that's... um. I thought they would let Strom walk and then and then uh, you know Ryan Strom that is and then and then sign Cop. But uh, I heard that he wants a long term deal, and I think it was like for seven years or something at like five and a half. And I just don't know if they're gonna do that. So yeah, I've heard six times six. I've heard oh, he wants six to, to okay. Good okay. Look, he's a smart player. He he's good on faceoffs. He's, he's scores goals. He's physical. Um, Penalty killer, he could do a little bit of everything. He's gonna get a nice contract. Um, you see, Nick Paul got like three point two or whatever. I think Cobb's a better player than Nick Paul. Right. You know. Um, yeah, I it, it's I think a lot of teams are gonna be in on him. You know, um, I think if 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 Nashville takes a swing for like Klingberg or Gaudreau and they they miss, I could see them going for Cop and being the third line center there, which you that would definitely fit pretty well. Um, wouldn't be shocked if he landed in Nashville. They could give him five and a half million for six seven years easily. Um, there's a lot of teams he could wind up on. He could wind up in Colorado. Yeah, that's that would be a good fit. That'd be a good fit. Um, I think we, yeah, like uh, maybe even Boston. There's a lot of teams that are looking for centers. Um, yeah, maybe Dallas. That, that are going to be interested. You maybe know? even Dallas, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, listen, just I just want to run through some people here. Vander Kane. That's the big na- another big name I wanted to. Kind of surprised. I know he has some locker room issues, always like a cancer, but the guy can play hockey. There's no secret about it. Vander Kane, I, I don't know. Um, we were talking about the other day. You mentioned ha- you mentioned uh, Ottawa. I think that would be a really good fit. I didn't even think of that. I think that would be a really good fit there. Um, I have um, even even Anaheim Ducks. I think maybe he go goes back west and torments the San Jose Sharks, his former team. <laughs> Um, who knows? I think I think he will land somewhere. The guy's good at hockey. I was just pretty shocked that the Oilers did not keep him just due to the fact of what he did with McDavid. People could argue, oh, you plug anybody next to McDavid and you're going to score. Rightfully so. Very true. But um, what, what are your thoughts about that quick? Um, yeah, I mean, the thing with Kane is, look, this guy's been, uh, this guy's, he's been on two different teams where they didn't want him, right? Um, and that's Winnipeg and San Jose, both teams. Like, he had an issue in Winnipeg with Dustin Bufflin because he, he wasn't showing up to practice or something, and he right. wasn't following the dress code. He just had, like, a bad attitude. Same thing happened in San Jose. There was accusations of, like, uh, assault by his wife. There's the bankruptcy, the gambling stuff. Um, you know, who knows what's going on in his personal life, and hopefully he figures it out. But it's like... It's just crazy. Like, I don't know. It's 
he's a good player. His hockey, his hockey ability is not in question for me. Like he's obviously good. He's a legit power forward. He can score goals. He can play physical. Right. He's tough. Um, he's a you know good shot, good skater. He'll fight. Like you know, hockey wise, he's great. But that's the thing about Evander Kane is obviously. Uh, his character's not that great, right? I mean, look, you see all the stuff on Twitter about Tony D'Angelo saying something stupid when he was 18 years old. And he gets um, the heat, That yeah. they won't, re- they, they refuse to let that go. But this guy just makes mistake after mistake after mistake, and those same reporters don't say anything about Evander Kane. Yeah, real quick. If anything, they're saying no, the opposite, and they're no saying, one, oh, why isn't Edmonton signing him for yeah, a long-term no one, big money? No one wants yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, it's crazy. But... I could see why teams would want him. I could see why Edmonton would want him. He's productive. He plays what he plays hard. He scores goals. He's, he's productive. I, I don't blame him for wanting him. But I also don't blame Edmonton for not wanting to commit to him long term. Right. You know, for big money. You know, he, he, it's it's kind of crazy. But I don't know. I, I don't think like a young upcoming team that has like Detroit has copious amounts of cap space. But I don't think Eisenman will bring Kane in. With all his young no. players and, wanna, and run the risk of yeah, like signing right. this guy big money, right? And big term, up. and then if he's a problem for the young players and a bad influence, you know what I mean? I don't see him doing that. Um, I think Edmonton gets something done with him, and Kane will have to come off his pedestal a little bit and take less money and less term. Or another team may offer him it. He's good. He's per- he's a good player. Right. But what what team has the cap space to give him that? Right. Yeah, we'll you know? see. We'll see. I mean, I can see, I can see Carolina teams. throwing some money at him, but if he's asking for like seven times seven or something, I, I don't think any team's going to give him that. Nah, he's going to go, wrong, he's gonna go six million. It. I think he's going to go six million, maybe five and a half. That's that's where I'm calling it right now. We'll see. We'll see tomorrow. It's not even so much the cap hit too. Like I, I like he's probably worth six and a half, seven million, but just for seven, eight years, no, no, like two or three years, no maybe. way. You know, yeah, no way. Listen, let's keep it going. Let's keep it flowing. I got. Uh, let's talk about John Klingberg real quick. You mentioned Ottawa the other day. I think that's a great fit. Um, it, it, you know that they have the space. They could sign him, maybe seven million a year. I think it'd be a great fit. Big, big guy, great slap shot, whatnot. Can play two way. I think that would be a good fit, and maybe even L.A. I could see him going to L.A. too. That's. I. Th- I think L.A. and Ottawa are going to make some big splashes. Um, you know, same with Anaheim. I don't know. I don't know. Where Anaheim is gonna, you know, and they, I think they have like forty million in cap space, so I could see them making a big splash. Um, two two serious guys this uh, this this free agency. I think they I think we're gonna see two big names go to Anaheim, but we'll see. We'll see how it plans out. Um, what do you what do you think, Jack? Yeah, I I don't know about LA. I don't think LA's got enough cap space actually for Klingberg unless they make the move, and they still got Dowdy. Um, they have Matt Waugh. And they also have Sean Dursey, Dursey the other yeah. right-hand shot. Dursey's good. Um, I don't know if they have the cap space for Klingberg, and they already kind of made their move of Fiala. It wouldn't shock me if they if they went after Klingberg. I wouldn't. Oh my God, how did how did LA do that? They, you know, all they probably have to do is make one trade to make it happen. But if I'm putting money on it, I could see him in Carolina because look, Carolina walked away from Dougie Hamilton. Now they walked away from Tony D'Angelo. They need a right-handed True. shot defenseman. Um, Klingberg would fit in well in Carolina. I could see him in Carolina. I could also, like I said, I could definitely see him in Nashville. I think he's a really good fit in Nashville next to Yossi or oh, yeah. next to Ekholm, either one, you know, on a pairing. 
Um, and Nashville has some cap space and Nashville's a good tax state and a nice place to live. Right. So that might be attractive for him. Right, um, right. I don't really, I should have done my own homework on Ottawa's cap space. I don't know exactly how much they have, but I know they definitely have some. Um, and I know they're looking to add a right hand shot D man. So this might just be a competition of like offering of like what, you know, Ottawa will probably offer Klingberg money. Carolina probably will. And Nashville might, you know, it's going to be a matter of like how much he could get for term and what situation looks better. To me, I the Nashville situation looks good. If they're going to give him, you know, close to the amount he wants for a decent term, I think the best fit is Nashville. But we'll see. For me, it's Nashville, Carolina, or Ottawa. All right, listen, let's talk about uh, David Perron real quick, and then I want to rattle off some names. We're going to pick three teams, what we think, and we'll wrap it up here. Listen, David Perron... Uh, my guy, love him, good player, great guy, family man. Uh, listen, St. Louis Blues, letting him test. Um, I could see him going back to St. Louis, but I think he, I think he stays West Coast. I think he stays West Coast. If he doesn't, if he doesn't re-sign with St. Louis, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think, um, I think Anaheim is going to be a big target for him. It's a, it's a righty shot, fucking pu- big, big guy, not hard to lo- knock off the puck. You know, maybe, maybe they need that. Um, you know, maybe they need that type of presence there. Uh, plug him in with, with against Zegers and whatnot, and and I I could totally see that. Listen, the, Anaheim has forty million in cap for a reason, and you know they're gonna make you're gonna make some interesting offers to players. Maybe maybe they sign Perron and Klingberg, and and Gibson has a fucking revitalizing bounce back year. You know, and and they're pu- pushing for the playoffs. Who knows? But um. I, I think he stays in St. Louis, but I think Anaheim's going to go hard for him. What do you think, Jack? Um, yeah, I, I could I could see that. Uh, I think you're right about Anaheim. They've got copious amounts of cap space for sure. I do. I could see Anaheim using some of that cap space to acquire uh, players or bad contracts for assets. True. Um, like, don't be shocked if like Philly's really going to make a move on Gaudreau. Maybe they say to Van Reems like, "Okay, hey, go to." Go to Anaheim. We'll send a second round pick with you to, to Anaheim, and you, know, you go play with Zegers for a year and put up big numbers. Right. You know what I mean? And then maybe Anaheim moves him to a contender at the deadline or something like that. Right. Right. Uh, I'm, I could see something like that happening. But yeah, just to stay on on topic of of Perron, uh, I heard he really likes St. Louis, and St. Louis really likes him. Mm-hmm. But they're letting him test because maybe he's asking for too much money. Who knows? Exactly. Um, I don't really know where he would go, where he fits in. While he's a winger. Puts up awesome points on the power play. Yeah, he's a um, very consistent player. He fits in well at Nashville. He was really good in Vegas, too. Remember that when he was in yeah. Vegas before he came back to St. Louis? Um, but I, I don't know if Vegas probably can't afford him. I don't know. Is he from Quebec? I believe he's a Montreal native. Do you hmm. think Montreal could make a push for him? Maybe. They might have cap space. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. This is. I, I'm very curious to where Perron goes. I think he might resign, but I. I, I really do have. Uh, I really do have. Uh, what do you call it? Anaheim Ducks going after him, but we'll, we'll see. Listen, I want to. I want to name off players. We're gonna do three. I don't know three teams who we think where we think he's gonna go, and we're gonna wrap this up. Well, let's just start off with which should be one and done. But um, Patrice Bergeron. I, I know you said he. You think he resigns in Boston? I think so too. I don't see him going anywhere else. Um, but if you didn't have to pick Boston, where where could you see him going? Real quick, just you know, 
Don't need to spend I, too much time on it. I can't. I think he already said it's Boston or retirement. So I think it's almost pointless to 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 pick another team. You know what I mean? Um, if I had to, maybe Montreal because I, I believe he's from that area. And okay. It's not too far from Boston, but for Bergeron, I think it's Boston or retirement. All right. All right, we'll see that. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. That would be crazy if he does sign to uh, Montreal. I know he's from there, but that that good old rivalry there, you know, leaves Boston and goes back home to Montreal. That would, yeah, that would be cool. A little, little, little sweet to see there. What do you think about Claude yeah. Giroux? Claude Giroux, three, three teams. What do you think? Uh, I know Florida is in a little bit in cap trouble. Let's see. Maybe they make some moves to re-sign him. But um, I can really see him going to Dallas or Winnipeg for some reason. I know, I know Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, wants to be moved, so maybe they they free him up and and, and make a splash at Giroux. Who knows? What, what do you think, Jack? I think Giroux goes to. He's either going to stay in Florida. He's going to go to Ottawa, mm. or or uh, mm, tough one. It is tough. I think I think Columbus would be be one on the radar to to get him to to uh to play against uh, not play against play with alongside uh with Patrick Line there. I th- I think uh I don't think you should you know discredit uh, Columbus, but I, I is Columbus attractive more attractive to go to than Dallas? I don't know. I don't think so. So you gotta wonder. You gotta wonder if Drew would be interested in going back to Philly. Um, I think Philly's probably gonna use all their cap space that they could get for Goudreau and taking a run at him, but. If they swing and miss on Gaudreau, does he go back to Philly? Right. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, that, yeah, I that could be. A... I think for me, it's it's Ottawa's a, a really good uh, a good fit for Giroux if yeah. he doesn't go to Florida. Yeah. Listen, I think Ottawa is a couple Pete signings away from making a big playoff push. Honestly, I really do firmly believe that. And maybe maybe a guy like Giroux and Klingberg, you know, and they could make 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 it uh, to the playoffs and possibly pass the first round. We'll see. Um. All right, well, who do you think, Vinny Trocek? Where do you think he goes? Um, Trocek, I am. I'm paying for Trocek. I can see him going to Detroit. I really can. I think there's there's mutual. I I, I don't want to say mutual interest like I know, but um, he played junior hockey in Michigan. Uh, he's a Pittsburgh native, so I can see Pittsburgh. Look. If Pittsburgh is out on Malkin and Malkin walks, I could see them offering Trocek a contract. That's a perfect second line center for them. If if Malkin does wind up walking, okay. I think if they resign Malkin, they won't have the cap space for Trocek. But I I see Trocek like possibly Boston because they could probably use another center. Um, I keep hearing Kadri to the Rangers, so I don't know if the Rangers would be like interested in Trocek or not, but that might be a decent fit if they don't resend Copperstrom. Right. Um yeah, if I'm picking if if I'm picking two teams for Trocek, I would say if I'm picking three teams, are we doing two or three teams? Three it doesn't even matter. Just <laughs> Alright, well I'm saying Detroit, Boston, or he resigns in Carolina. Resigns in Carolina. Maybe. Because I think Carolina's going to take a swing on someone, and if they miss, maybe they circle back hmm. and offer Trocek more money. I don't know. All right. I like that. No, I can see that. I can see that. But okay. I think he'd fit in well with Boston. I think he'd fit in well with Detroit. I think Detroit, probably, they have the cap space for him, and he'd be the second-line center, and he's a veteran. He's played in the playoffs before. I think he's a good fit there. 
All right, real quick, real quick. What do you, what do you think about Nazim Kadri? I think the Islanders, if they if they swing and miss on on Gaudreau and you know Philly makes these trades to free him up and bring him home, I think Nazim Kadri will go to the uh, Islanders. I think it would be a good one-two punch uh, down the middle with Barzell and Kadri. Um, good two-way guy, hustles hard and whatnot. So. Yeah, good locker room guy too. All his teammates love him. You know, you could argue he's a dirty player and all this, but every team he's on, they like him. So I could see him actually going there or even Nashville. Yeah, yeah, I think Nashville makes some sense because of the cap space. But I keep hearing the Rangers that if they let Pop walk and they right. don't resign Strom, that they're thinking Kadri could do everything Strom does and more on right. the second line. Uh, so. We'll see. I don't know what he's going to cost, but um, his compete levels through the roof. So if you like, I don't think it's a possibility he resigns to Colorado. I just don't think they have the cap. No, base, I don't think but, so either. They're letting him um, walk for a reason. If I'm picking two spots for Kadri, it's Boston or New York. All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that all plans out. Pans out here. Um, all right, Burkowski, real quick, and that's about the last guy I have on my list. I don't know about you, but um. Borkovsky, I would love to see him on the Islanders in, in, in case all, you know, they miss on Goudreau, they miss on fucking Kadri. Let's just say they try and sign Perron or something, you know, whatever it is. I would love to see the Islanders just make a splash at Burkowski. I always liked him even when he was back on the Capitals and whatnot. But I could also see him going to Anaheim and, and Dallas as well. Um, who, do, who do you got for Burkowski? Um... I like the fit in Dallas. That's a that's a, a good point. They have some cap space. They I think they lost Radulov too. I'm pretty sure he left, right? Um, I could see him in Dallas. I could also see him resigning in uh, in Washington. True. You know, if they have cap space, they're familiar with him. He's familiar with Washington, so I could see him going back there too. Yeah. All right. What do you got on uh, Nick Letty? He's gonna be a free agent too. And I know yeah, he, no. he's an ex Islander. So what do you got? I on know. That? Um, I think he's asking for five million a year. I I don't know, man. Um, I don't think. Oh man, five million. Maybe. Fuck it. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe Ottawa. Maybe Ottawa. They need D. You know. They got who? Who does Ottawa have? They have Chabot, right? They have yeah. They have Chabot. And, I, uh, I don't even know anybody else. They that's, don't have really notable. Sorry. Many. No. Not, you know. I know these are professionals, but I you know they're definitely going to upgrade their D, their their decor there. So. Who knows? Maybe they make a splash at Letty. That's that's a realistic landing spot. Maybe maybe St. Louis resigns him. I don't know about that though. I think they're gonna let him walk. Um, I really don't know. I really don't have anything on Letty. Honestly, what, what do you got? Um, I was thinking about it for a little bit. He was with Detroit before they traded him to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they bring him back to kind of yeah, maybe be a mentor for like Cider or or one of those guys. Um, possibly. I don't know. Um. I would say that, or I don't know, the Islanders have cap space for him. You think Luke brings him back? Maybe. Is that possible? I don't know. I think with Roman, with the acquisition of Romanov, I don't think so. We'll see, though. Because I think we're going to see yeah. some Robin Salo playing time. Phil's a lot pretty more solid Robin player. And I think stuff, he can so. move the puck well still. He's still a solid skater, so we'll see what happens with him. And, uh, yeah, I don't really have too many other free agents off the top of my head anyway. I mean, Dylan Strom's not getting qualified by uh, – Right. By yeah, I got, I, got Dallas, I got Dallas or Carolina with him. So I think. I think you were mentioning Carolina. Sense. I think you were mentioning Carolina yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I think Carolina or Detroit. I know I'm saying Detroit for a lot of teams, but I just think he's a good fit there. And uh, 
I could see maybe Eisenman give him like a two-year deal or something like that. And, uh, you know, he put up decent points. He had a good bounce back here. I'm surprised that Chicago didn't qualify him. Right, right. Yeah, we'll see tomorrow. Listen, we'll see tomorrow at 12 p.m., folks, 24 hours. We will see new faces in new places, folks. Um, that's about it for the episode today. This is Rick Adams, Jack Farris on the line, and Jack's back. We're here. I can't wait for free agency tomorrow, folks. Yep, almost that's, it's that time of year, so we're excited. Oh, and by the way, Tarasenko, Ooh. I think he stays in St. Louis. I, I think so, have- too. I, I, I think he may stay in St. Louis unless uh, unless he really pushes the trade. Because I don't think he rescinded his trade request. But I know they said there was some interest in Carolina and stuff. The only reason I mentioned him is because he's a really good player. And, you know, you add him to any team, and right. he's going to be a difference maker. Right, right. But uh, I think if they lose Perron, they don't move Tarasenko. Because now you're moving too many forwards off your uh, off your list. They re-sign Perron. Maybe they explore trading Tarasenko. But we'll see. That's right. We'll see. We will see tomorrow, folks. I think some big trades will be made. Will be made um, just to free up some cap space once once uh, the time hits, and we will find out tomorrow. That's it, folks. The puck house is signing off. This is Rick Adams. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and uh, that's it. All right, listeners. Have a good uh, good week. We'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you after free agency. Yeah, we'll talk to you. We'll wrap things up maybe at the end of the end of the week or the start of next week, folks. All right. Until then, later.